Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is World Awakenings. The fast track to enlightenment with your host, Carl Gruber. World Awakenings is a podcast dedicated to opening your mind, your heart, and your eyes to the fact that the world's population is now, more than ever, awakening to all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening, and just how they play an all-important role in our daily life. So join Carl on this enlightening experience as he interviews metaphysical and spiritual experts to discuss, debate, and delve deeply into the hows and whys of this worldwide awakening. You've seen and read my Three Pillars ebook, and now I'm proud to announce my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction a Beautiful Symbiotic Relationship. And it's now out and ready for reading. This new book of mine is a full-length version of the teachings of the Three Pillars, and in it I show you how to walk in the integrity of eternal and universal laws, in step with the Law of Attraction to consistently create the life you desire. Now, if you've ever wondered just why you can't consistently manifest all the good, loving, abundant, healthy, and happy things you desire, my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction will reveal the key in how to do just that. Plus, help you build a rock-solid personal foundation that will stand strong for the ages. Get your copy today, my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction, A Beautiful Symbiotic Relationship by Carl Gruber. Available now in ebook and paperback on Amazon.com. This is the podcast, World Awakenings, the fast track to enlightenment, celebrating episode number 100. That's 100 episodes of passion and purpose, seeking the knowledge and understanding of all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening. Hey, I'm so glad you have decided to join us here on the podcast, World Awakenings, the fast track to enlightenment for our 100th episode. Seriously, it just blows my mind knowing that we have now recorded 100 shows featuring the world's greatest experts on all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening, starting with my personal passion to bring this knowledge and understanding to the world. I had absolutely no idea that we would still be doing this four and a half years later, and I'm still loving every moment of it. So from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you. So before we get rolling with today's show, please take a moment to click that link below to check out my new book, True Spirituality and the Law of Attraction, a Beautiful Symbiotic Relationship, now available as an ebook or paperback on Amazon. You will not be disappointed. And holy mackerel, do I have an incredible, mind-blowing show today with my fantastic guest, Christy Whitman. Not only is Christy my personal mentor and teacher, but she is the CEO of Quantum Success Coaching Academy, one of the world's premier life coaching certification programs, of which I am a graduate of. 
And not only that, but Christy is a best-selling author of multiple books and now with her new book, The Desire Factor. But she is now a well-known and respected channel also for a group of Ascended Master teachers called The Council, who we will be spending much of today's show speaking with. So without further ado, let's welcome Christy Whitman to today's show. Yay, welcome, amazing. Yay. Oh, I love you, Carl. It's so nice to have you back. And you know, congratulations on 100 episodes. Wow. Yeah, I, I got to brag on you for a minute because it was really fun. I was doing, um, and we just recorded today as well. So it's very funny, uh, 100 episodes of the Desire Factor podcast. Oh my so, God. I know. So I was laughing because like we're both celebrating um, I used to have quantum success as you, as you well know on YouTube and then started this podcast. So a um, hundred episodes, it's quite an accomplishment. And to think about all of the impact and the light and mm -hmm. the information and the shifts and transformation that has gone out as a result and will continue to, it's fantastic. And I, I just want to brag on you because I remember being, you know, looking for some different, um, places to get on as far as podcasts or, you know, just kind of looking up like who's big in this section and, and, you know, just my own curiosity. And there you were voted the top in spirituality on podcasts. And I'm like, oh, that's Carl. So <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. It's awesome. I, it's so great to see you, you know, you're, you're such a man of integrity and just keeping your nose to it and, you know, it, it, just living what you teach. And uh, it's just an honor. So thank you for having me back on. Wow. That, I mean, I'm blushing out here in the cosmos. Here. <laughs> great. Thank you are. You're a little pink. Yeah. You got a little, <laughs> you got a little pink there. <laughs> thank you, Christy. But, you know, let's talk more about you. All I can say is you are a long way from the days when you were a pharmaceutical rep, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say so. That was also a long time ago, too. I, I left um, pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical business and corporate America over 16 years ago now. Um, I had I've been a coach for 20, 20 years. I've been an author for 22 years. And yeah. so wow. I, I, I was an author and I was speaking in bookstores and churches and people would ask them me to help them. And because remember, this is like in the nineties, right? So there wasn't the internet like we have now, there wasn't podcasts. I mean, um, I was literally drawing to me by people and got to meet this person and, um, law of attraction books just weren't even like there wasn't asking it is given from Abraham Hicks at that point. It was, you know, their old, earlier books and they were tucked away in the, in a back part of a bookstore that was only for mystics. And, you know, so it was, it was not out like it is now the secret did hadn't come out yet. And as I was learning and applying, I was then taking along people with me that I was like, Hey, this is what I just did. And this, this worked. Hey, mm -hmm. I did this and this didn't work. Right. And that just led me to have people ask me to coach them and help them individually. And I, I, I did that right mm -hmm. to always though, being in a space of being connected spiritually and opening up to that spiritual being that I am to that seeker, if you will, but to that divine in me and to allow that channel, because my first book was channeled through me, mm -hmm. you know, when I coach, it's I channel, you know, I, I know where to go and how to do it. I, I the coaching academy that you went through and graduated from, mm -hmm. you know, was birthed through channeling. And so it's it's been part of the evolution of me being an author and a coach and a you know a coach's coach and you know a, that kind of thing, or back then pharmaceutical rep, because I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was making lots and lots of money. I was applying law of attraction to, you know, my own success. I mean, people in my, um, my district were like, oh, right, just give it to her. Cause <laughs> there, you know, they would always have like different medications and then who was the top and I was getting it in the district. And I, I just actually, we moved. Right. So I just found this, they call it a, um, a, uh, a brag book is what they called it in the pharmaceutical industry. So you kept all of your awards. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. I mean, it was like a page after page. Right. So mm -hmm. I had the accolades, I had the money, but I just didn't feel that sense of purpose and passion. 
that I had with, oh my gosh, you know, talking about law of attraction or helping someone when I was coaching or, you know, writing or any of that or doing my own inner work. And so when I started feeling my way into what was lacking, which was passion and purpose, that's when everything started moving through me. And that's when I then became a coach. And it's just been, it's been a ride. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I think for both of us too, as far as both reaching a hundred episodes in, in, in our podcast, it, it stems from our passion, our passion and purpose for what we are doing. And, and, and for you, I mean, it, it is so obvious. I think this is why so many people gravitate to you, to, to what you do. Um, but, you know, I have to say that you know, you have really created a successful, at least the way uh, people see you and the way I see you, a successful ideal life that you've always dreamed for yourself. You've got a beautiful family and kids. And are there times when you have to pinch yourself to see if you're dreaming? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, and the great thing about this universe that we live in, Carl, is that contrast always comes. So it's not like I'm la 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 skipping through the cosmos like that. You know, I'm right. I'm a mom of two, you know, preteen and teenagers in a Mm -hmm. very committed and marriage with a man that who, you know, he's just the, he's just amazing. And I'm grateful, you know, for that, for Frederick, grateful for that man. And, you know, just the friends and the friendships and the team that I have around me. And yeah, it's, it's like, I can get so like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm so grateful. And, and of course I'm grateful at the same time, I deliberately designed that. Mm -hmm. I took every point of contrast. You know, I I went through different contrasts this week and I'm turning that contrast into what is it that I want? What is the outcome that I want this to be? Right. How am I going to want to feel? How am I going to want to experience? What am I in the state of becoming? Because that's always part of our evolution. And so even when something bad has happened or something contrasting or, you know, someone has said something bad about me or, you know, somebody said something bad to me or we just hear something, we get a bad email or we, you know, we lose someone, maybe we lose a pet or any of those human experiences. We get into a place of lack and that lack is what creates, um, such deceit and, you know, yeah. anger and uh, a split energy and drama and, and d- d- nastiness. So the more of us that can come back into our alignment of light, you know, we can then know that we have the power because the universe is abundant. And by uni- u- you know, utilizing and applying these universal laws, I can go, Hey, I don't, I don't want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. And keep moving in that direction to one day you go, wow, <laughs> you know, I did that. We did that. It, it was created, you know? And I think what, that, what happens to most is that it's like, uh-oh, am I really that powerful? And then we shrink, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think what you're saying here is, and, and, and it's interesting too, yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, we were supposed to record this show, but you had to cancel. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is, I also had a really crappy day yesterday, too. So maybe it was real good we rescheduled. However, the fact that you and I and other of our colleagues understand, just like you explained, we have the power to overcome conflict by looking at it and utilizing it to say, okay, this is what I don't want. What do I really want? And pull ourselves back up to yeah. it and, and most people don't understand that they have that power. And just like you said, p- people really don't understand how really, truly powerful each of us are. Yeah. Well, you know, if we're mentioning that, so yesterday, you're right. Like I had a day where, you know, I was, I, I felt physically well, but I thought to myself, you know, emotionally, there's some stuff out of bushwhack is what I like to call it. And there was some stuff that I needed to work through. And so for me to be able to show up in light on an interview or to take a client that fell out of integrity because you and the audience that is your audience that's going to be listening to this needs me or should expect from me that I'm going to show up in my fullness, not half massing it. Right. And 
And for me, it was like, that means I either have to get it up and fake it, which that doesn't feel good. And I'm over that been there, done that. Right. No, thank you. Or I just be honest and say, you know what? I'm not feeling well. It doesn't mean I'm sick or I've got a cold or I've got something. I'm not feeling well. And I need a day to take care of myself. That's self-care to take that space. And in doing so, I processed and I had time to think about what was happening and to check out and get things sorted and, you know, to take the time to take care of what needed my attention for this particular thing. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, I feel it, it didn't take now two days, three days, five days, you know, to be bushwhacked and to feel bad. It didn't take a, a turn in my life where now I'm making a decision that, you know, people can't be trusted or, you know, uh, nothing's ever enough or, you know, whatever that statement of pivot that we make that isn't in our best interest, that's based in lack or limitation or untruth. I was able to take a pause and go, you know what, I'm taking a health day, I'm taking a me day, I'm taking a well-being day. And I was able to have breakfast with my husband and connect with Frederick over breakfast and, you know, go to Pilates and take time for myself and to process my energy, you know, and to not, I went and saw my mom and dad and and saw, you know, visited with them. I did things that I just gave myself space to feel, what do I want to do? What's going to make me feel good? What would what, where would well-being sit within me? And then I made those choices and we just have to give ourselves the time. Maybe you can't take a day, but take 20 minutes, take five minutes to connect with the energy. Well, you know, I recently had a, a conversation with, with a guy who I, I, I feel like I call him my friend now, Dr. Joe Vitale. And he and I were I talking of how, um, it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even the, the guru sitting on the top of the mountain even those guys have bad days, you know, you know, they're, they're enlightened, but, but they're in human form. And, and it's just like the energy wave, the sine wave, you know, you go yeah. up to the peak and you come down in a valley. But the fact that we understand when we are in a valley, having a bad day that again, I kind of touched on this already, we have the power to pull ourselves back up, but yeah. this is just a great conversation, folks. We were talking to uh, uh, Christy Whitman, CEO of the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, best-selling author, and now channel of the council who we're going to talk to in, in just a little bit, uh, bring her friends in. But, you know, I really want to find out more about uh, your brand new book, The Desire Factor. I know you have uh, multiple books out though. I think my favorite title is it Taming the Alpha Bitch. <laughs> Taming Your Alpha Bitch was co-written with Rebecca Grotto. Yes. Good one. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about this new one, The Desire Factor. What is this about? And it sounds like it's selling really well. It, you know, it's doing very well. And you know, you know what? It gets me than anything. And you know, you're an author, so you, you understand that when you get a compliment that some that a book or a piece of work or a project has impacted someone. Um, it, for me, it, there's no other greater feeling. And I just had someone tell me the other day that this is the best, best metaphysical book they've re- read in the last two decades. And wow. I was like, wow. And then someone else told me this is metaphysical gold. So yeah. I was like, you know, it's, it's nice to hear these things about something that you've 
uh, you've birthed out, birthed out in the world, but that also came through you to be birthed out in the world. And so, you know, to have that level of trust of that information and to then follow it and to see it work out and to, you know, um, to see the process the, the desire factor really was a, a lot of my books were, um, especially the art of having it all right. It channeled through me two weeks later, it was done channeling six months later, it was out. It was so fast. The desire factor was an evolution and, and took many years in the making because I had my own, um, dance with being okay with desires, right? Because mm -hmm. we have our own programming and we've all heard something, right? That desires are bad or that desires are the root of suffering or that, you know, having desires leads to suffering. Or, you know, if you have say a desire for money, then, Ooh, you're bad. You know, that's the root of all evil. And, you know, like there's so much that's there and Oh, money, greedy stuff. So there's so much of a meaning and attachment to the stuff of, of money and of desires whether it's desire for a partner, desire for, you know, more success there, a lot of times people will limit themselves or judge themselves for having these desires. And I remember being with Frederick, we had just started, I, I had just moved to Montreal and we went on a two week trip to Italy with my parents. And so we were dating and it was right around the time that I um, started my own official coaching business full-time I'd left corporate America. And so we went to Venice and this is the first time I'd ever seen high fashion all in one place like this. And it was, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved, you know, purses and putting outfits together. Um, just like I also love going to rock concerts. I'm a rocker. I know, I know you were like, I did not know that you were a metalhead. I'm like, I used to be, but yeah. Um, you know, so we, we have these things that, you know, I also like puppies and I also love dates with my husband and I also love cuddling with my kids. There's many things that we love to do and experience. Why is one of them bad if it feels good? Mm -hmm. And so that for me was we're in Venice and I'm looking at all these amazing purses and I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And I had this really interesting conversation with Frederick because he started like watching me go through these stores going oh my god Valentino and Fendi and he's going <laughs> he's seeing the dollar signs right and he oh, and god. and we have dinner after and he says to me he goes I'm afraid I, I can't afford you <laughs> and I was like hold up you don't have to afford me I am gonna afford myself someday mm -hmm. at that dinner I said someday we're gonna come back here and I'm going to be so successful because of the impact in the world that I'm making through my coaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come back and buy a purse of my own. And he was like, okay. Right. And so without even thinking about it, years later, we found ourselves wanting to gift. And I'm so glad I did that at the time I did it. Cause my, my parents, you know, are, were more mobile back then than they are now. They're both cute with their little walking little, <sighs> little chairs. Mm -hmm. I ask them if they're going to go for a race. They're very cute together. But um, my parents, we, th their favorite thing to do was going on a Mediterranean cruise. So I gifted my mom and dad for Christmas, along with my boys and Frederick and myself, we went on a cruise and it happened to stop in Venice. And so I talked to Frederick and I said, you know what? Do you remember when I said I wanted to come back to Venice one day and I wanted to go shopping? And I said, would you go shopping with me? And he mm -hmm. goes, I would love to. And I go, I'm going to let myself get whatever I want because I can, because it's a symbol of my success. And I went into stores and there was like super expensive things. And then I went into Dolce & Gabbana and I found this really cute blue you know, purse. And, and it wasn't, like I said, the most expensive, most extravagant. And then we had the most delicious fantastic Italian lunch and, you know, got back on the boat and I was in this beautiful cruise ship. And with this, this view, the whole wall was like, you know, I could watch the ocean. It was just spectacular. And I'm literally unwrapping this purse and I hear, I, I was like holding it up. Like this is a symbol of this success. And I was feeling that. And then I heard my, I heard a voice say, that is so shallow. And I, I literally looked behind me, like, who is that? Like, go away that, you know, like, who is that? And it was the voice that the, the, the programming of my sister oh. 
who used to judge me because when I was little, I used to like to have a little hat and the little gloves. We went to Easter and she'd be like, Oh my God, you know, with the little purse. I mean, I, I just enjoyed doing that. Like I said, I also enjoyed playing with bunny rabbits. Why was I not, why was I not judged for playing with bunny rabbits? Right. It was something I liked to do. It was something that was enjoyable for me. And so we end up judging each other on what our desires are. Oh, you like golf or you like fishing, you know, or, oh, you're, you're into like Harleys, you know, it's like, let me enjoy what I enjoy as long as it's not hurting or harming another human being, right? A desire is life-giving. That desire that I had sitting there in Venice in that amazing Italian restaurant with my boyfriend at the time saying to him, someday I'm going to come back here. I'm going to buy my own purse because I can as a symbol of my success. And he's like, okay, I guess I don't have to afford you. You could afford yourself. And I have. Yeah. Well, that is great. So your desire factor blossomed. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. And you know, the interesting thing talking about the voice of, of your sister, you know, um, some uh, many times those closest to us can be the most judgmental. Uh, and I think Ramdas had a great quote. He said, if you think you're enlightened, just spend a weekend with your family. <laughs> <laughs> so Which true. I always loved. Yeah. That's so so um, true. Well, uh, you know, of course, uh, we mentioned early on that you are the channel for a group of uh, Ascended Master teachers called The Channel. Uh, I'd love to bring them in. I, just real quick. Um, the Council. It, what's that? They're, they're called The Council. Yeah, you said they're called The Channel, but they're called The Council. Oh, oh, yep, okay. Yeah, that's okay. I do that all the time. I'm like, they're called The Channel. Wait, no, they're called The Council. You're yes. called The Channel and they're called The Council. Yeah, it's Christy and The Council, like a band. So just... <laughs> Real quick, how did uh, how did it come about that you became their channel? Oh well, you know it's been an involvement um, since the very first book that came through me. It's just been a a constant um, opening up to hearing those voices and hearing, feeling that energy and leaning in. You know, to when I would get like I would call it an assignment, I would just lean in, mm -hmm. and you know I had always done energy work with coaching and, and I, I did energy work through meditation. And when I learned meditation for me, meditation and energy work went hand in hand. And so when I was doing this energy work and feeling a different frequency than I was currently vibrating in, for example, that's a form of channeling. I'm channeling in a different frequency. So it started to open up like that. Where, like I was saying, that moment of, you know, I'm making great money, I've got great accolades, you know, I've, I've got it all, but I don't have passion and purpose. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to connect and channel to, to feel that passion and purpose as if I already have it as a feeling, as an experience without having the ideas or even the pictures to put with it. I was like, well, I could get the feeling, but I don't have the form. There, there was no way in my mind that where I was in that part of my consciousness that I would ever think that I would end up being a channel and being on a podcast, podcasts weren't even invented then, um, you know, with you, someone that I respect and admire, who I trained through the coaching academy has done amazing success for yourself. I, you would have never, like, I would have never believed it. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have known in my consciousness, but what I did feel was that energy. And then I kept leaning into that energy and then kept leaning, just kept following light until um, one day in a, I was teaching awakening your light body. And um, I was doing checkouts with a couple of clients and my hands went up and I could see the outs, the outer lying of the woman. Now keep in mind that we were not on Zoom at this time. It was just like on instant teleseminar. I was living in Montreal, Canada. She was living in Washington in the States. And my, <clears throat> excuse me, my hands went up around her neck and immediately my hands started getting really fiery red. Mm. Like feel, I could feel like it was hot. And she said, did you just put your hands around my neck? And I said, yes, again, may I remind you, there was no video. So she was, she was like, I could feel that. And then 
I would, I could just feel it get hotter, hotter, hotter. And then all of a sudden it was just done. And I put my hands down because I couldn't put my hands down. Yeah. I was trying to pull my hands down. I couldn't, they just went up. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to fight it. So I just kind of sat there and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't even do this. I can't go hoo-hoo or check on my nails because my hands are being used. So I'm like, and, and she, and she literally was like, I had a bad stiff neck all day long. Right. It was like, oh, that's cool. Right. All right. Next person, all of a sudden my hands go up and then I hear them say very clearly to me, and I don't know who they are at this point, but they say to me, go have her. I'll never forget. Her name is Barbara. She's still alive, still doing well, still thriving. It's after you hear this, it's amazing. They said, have her go get her hips checked. And I'm thinking, I don't know who you are, but stop it. <laughs> like, I am not going to tell someone that. And they're like, tell her, tell her to go get her hips checked. And I was like, Barbara, I have to tell you, I'm hearing this. I don't know where it's coming from, but it is so clear. They're persistent. That's when I started calling them them. They're persistent. And I, they want me to tell you to go to a doctor and check your hips. So that week she went to a doctor, checked her hips. She had cancer and they caught it before anything happened. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a great, what a great start to that, to that uh, ability. So, right. So they came in one day, um, showing me, you know, different pictures to start sacred circle of light. And Mm. it was like, they showed me what to do. And I was like, okay, so I did it. And it was in sacred circle of light that they kind of said, all right, we're coming on in. And in that, I have a YouTube video on it and describing it and actually showing the video of it. But um, it was a experience that forever has changed my life. And I am so deeply grateful. I would say, and and let's let our viewers and listeners find out right now, if you would be so kind to bring your friends in the council. So folks, get ready for this. We are here. Hello, dear one. Hello to all of you that are in this field. We are grateful that if your ears are receiving vibration of this voice through the one we call Christy, but the energy of the Council of Light, the Divine Quantum Council of Light, we say hello to you. We are here and you are here and we are here to serve you in light. How may we be of assistance to you, dear one, Carl? Wow, this is so excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Consul, for honoring us and being here. This is your return to my podcast, World Awakenings, and I'm so grateful for that. I, I'm delighted to be able to talk to you now. Now, I was told in advance that I can ask any questions with you with no boundaries. Is that okay with you? That is absolutely true. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> I love to ask go. Ask away. First of all, who is the council comprised of? Were there any of you previously in human form? And were any of you well known on Earth? Well, we are the Beatles and Prince and also Michael Jackson. No, we are not. We (laughs) are ascended masters. We are of the highest that a human can channel into a physical third dimensional body, at least at this point in time. There's always evolvement. But for now, and we are and can connect. We have gathered in and and connect in some of the top luminaries that have lived in a human body, such as Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and Debbie Ford and, and, and people of this nature. We have called in them. We can connect with, we are not, we will say this now, we are not. We, but we have friends connect with Abraham and other channelers or channeled beings. We are the Council of Light and we are a collection of ascended masters, meaning that we are pointed in our focus downward to assist 
all of you in human form who are really, you're on the playing field. You're, you're the talent, if you will. You're the players of the game. We're here to support you in your human form from a place of equanimity, from a place of we are here to help you co-create. We are here to help assist you and help you understand that you are really energy and how to master that energy. One thing that you asked Christy about, about the desire factor, and it's great that she shares her stories of it, and the desire factor really helps you understand the different steps of manifestation because we were able to, through all of Christie's years of understanding and applying and knowing and teaching law of attraction and other universal laws, like the one you also studied, law of sufficiency and abundance and all the others, through a consciousness that understands already how energy and manifestation works. We just tweaked her a bit to show how energy sets up in the perfect way because all of the principles that that are in the desire factor, none of them are going to be new to any of you. The principle surrender, ooh, that's crazy. You've heard of that before. The principle of taking action, yes, momentum in the universe, take a step and something happens. Wow, that's really groundbreaking. But it's the, it's the, the order in which it comes in and the perspective of these principles of how you as a human being relate with energy. So you are not either pushing against, but you are allowing in every single step of the manifestation process. And so when you are, for example, aligning, you feel good. Aligning itself is an action it's a step and then you go into the energy and the action of focus focus do just even think about the concept of focus just in the, if you really dial it down in your third dimensional reality you have drugs to help people focus you you have books on focusing you you have you you have teachers in focusing you you have tools to help you focus like planners and things of this nature that you have mindset coaches you have so much in the third dimension to help you try to understand this thing called focus and when you understand it and how to do it then that leads into what are you then focusing on because your brains are always in the process process of thinking about the manifestation, or in other words, past, present, future, or pre, pop, post of a manifestation. And there's different qualities which in within each of the phases or in each of the steps, but they all lead and build. It's like energy, 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 pop, and then you start all over again. It's like, ooh, there's contrast. Let me pivot away from the contrast. Look at what I want. Let me get in alignment with that. And then the energy starts. Alignment with focus. You then move into joyful expectancy because there's always going to be a projection into a future. And if you are joyfully expecting it and, or in a state of expectancy in, instead of I expect this, it must be this and because then you limit the divine. You don't want to do that because the divine has good stuff. So you continue to move in a direction of, well, joyful expectancy and then oh, the principle of having where you literally become one with. It's like having the lock and the key. It's, it's, it's like, oh, you are the one on the 50-yard line. Wow. Well, wow, you just um, you just detailed an entire new book right there. That was that was great, and, and you know it's interesting because I think what how you just explained this it, again it shows how powerful we are as a human being and joyfully creating. But I think you know talking about the law of attraction, uh, uh, how it works, um, people still don't realize how they can 
negatively create by attracting those things into their life. Absolutely. Well, you're always attracting everything. And when someone is in lack or they're in fear or they're coming from a place of being in drama or chaos and you don't even know you're in it, it's just what you live. It's what you're you're used to. It's what you're programmed. It's all some, some people know. But when you get a glimpse Maybe when you're a child, you have your family and that's all you know, and they seem a little insane to you, but you go with it because they're your family and you love them. And, and you know, the, you know them and they're familiar like family and they, they feed you and you have a place to live and they clothe you and all that. And then you go over to your friend's house and it's a totally different thing. The mom and dad actually like each other. Or the siblings are actually respectful to each other, or they have a really nice big backyard and we can run around and play. They have something different. It's contrasting to what I know. And then you start to sort and sift. You start to say, I don't want that. I want more of that. When I have a relationship, when I have a family, you start crafting your own matrix inside of your own mind, inside of your own energy, inside of the connections between you and these pictures, these images that you then start to craft in and form into reality. Wow, beautiful explanation. And just again, a reminder, we are speaking with the council, a group of uh, beautiful uh, master teachers who come through uh, this uh, beautiful young woman, um, Christy Whitman. Uh, I'm going to go again. Like I said, I have a lot of questions. I'm trying not to take up too much time here. But as you may know, I am a huge student of the non-dualistic spirituality mind training teaching called The Course in Miracles. Now, I was reading this the other day, and this really dwelled on me. The Manual for Teachers, Chapter 27, is titled, What is Death? Now, in this chapter, it's stated, death is the central dream from which all illusions stem. It is the one fixed, unchangeable belief of the world that all things in it are born only to die. This is regarded as the way of nature, not to be raised to question, but to be accepted as the natural law of life. And no one asks if a benign creator could will this. And it goes on to state, death denies life, but if there is reality in life, death is denied no compromise in this is possible. What are your thoughts on that? Well, there's a lot to unpack just in all of those pieces. We, we want to stop you and pause you and just stretch out and look at and dissect each part of it. So are you, let's, let's take a chunk of that. Mm -hmm. Are you saying, is death not possible or is death an illusion? Let's start there. I, I think it's pretty clear within that quote from, from the course that death is an illusion, but it's only because we are asleep in a dream of separation uh, and believe we are a body that is uh, eternally changing and deteriorating and eventually dying. So if we return home to our true nature as a, the, you know, the, a child of all that is, then according to that, death is an illusion. That is very true. Death is an illusion in the sense of from a spiritual energetic perspective, there is only moving in and out of form. It, it is like taking off a really uh, an outfit that you wore or a pair of shoes. You're, you're taking them off and then you're going to go put your slippers in uh, on. It's like that. It, it's literally saying, ah, I've lived in this container. And when you feel the energy of well-being that is not part of your programming, because there is so much in your third dimensional reality about death and dying or about aging and all of that. That's a whole nother podcast. When when you can clear anything that feels like a limitation to you in the sense that you will die, when you just even release that illusion, the form that is you will no longer be connected to the life force that is the animator of your brain. For any of you to be hearing this, you are alive. 
it's like how do you know if a tree makes a noise in the woods if there's nobody here just there to hear it mm -hmm. you know you're alive because you're hearing it because those that are not alive are not hearing it or they're hearing it in a very different way you're hearing it you're seeing it you you have food digesting in your stomach your nails are whether you feel them or not they're growing you're you're breathing in and out of your lungs your heart is beating these are many many signs we could go on and on these are many many signs that you are currently alive and that aliveness never dies that aliveness will always be alive it just changes forms and I think that's a good explanation because I, I think I should have been a little bit more clear. Yeah, our bodies can cease to exist, but we, our essence, never dies and goes on and on and on to uh, maybe join the council. Indeed. Wow, good, beautiful explanation. Well, with, with that in mind, why do people get sick? Spiritual teachings I've studied say that uh, it's because... Uh, we as individuals have deep hidden sense of guilt from our belief that we separated from our creator. Is that the main reason guilt is why we become sick? Well, that could be one possibility, but it's not the only one. The, one of the, it could be as simple as this. This could be as sim literally as simple as this. You're having a conversation with your mother, father, brother, sister, elder, and you are going along feeling really, really healthy, feeling really, really good in your body. And someone says to you, well, you know, you need to go get yourself checked because you got a family history of such and such. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and for, don't forget about that. And, and now you're thinking, uh-oh, I, 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 what? That's a possibility? I'm going to get that? Okay, well, that's a reality that exists. But then... If you start thinking about it and worrying about it, and then you go, oh, start obsessing about it, and then you go to your doctor about it, and what's the first thing they do? They hand you a, a nice big form. We're not against doctors. Doctors are brilliant. We all is all is one in the wholeness, and all is important in the function of a family union, country. All is included. But they hand you a form. They say check all that you have. So now, or all that's in your family history maybe you don't even have it is it a possibility now it's in your chart it's documented now this doctor who is trained to look and help in the practice of getting a client better sees the chart and says oh you have such and such in your family oh we better get you on a medication but i don't have anything right now but now, now you're starting to take something or just the plan. Well, we just got to watch that. So if your bread blah, blah goes up or if this blah, blah goes down, then you're going to have to watch that. And we're going to have to put you on something. Then the fear, the worry, where's the focus? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, boy, I've, I've uh, heard many times that a diagnosis actually could be like if somebody put a label on your shirt. Well, I have an enlarged prostate now. And you walk around with that and then it keeps magnifying and magnifying and the law of attraction sends more uh, to you of that. As a matter of fact, um, quite a, a, a number of months ago, I interviewed the Pittsburgh medium, uh, Carol Collins, who brings in, brings in the, the Yeshua uh, collective. And they, they talked about how Carol had become gluten intolerant because she had one too many conversations that sent her beyond the tipping point. And, and so, oh, I have gluten intolerance now. And they finally talked her out of it. Yes, you can talk your body off anything because if you, you, you have to understand, you are blueprinted, you are created, you are divinely designed in well being. Think about when you were a child, or it could have been last week or today, you might have got a scrape on your arm or on your leg. You maybe fell off a bike or got in an accident or a puppy or a kitty scratched you or something. Mm -hmm. That scrape turns into a scab. 
Sometimes it bleeds, sometimes it doesn't, depending on where it is and all of that, but it will heal itself. Your body does that. And if you take a snapshot in time where you are feeling bad or down, and then you look at it and say, ooh, your da-da-da, there's your diagnosis. Christy was going through a breakup with a, uh, 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 a her first fiancé, dreams and desires and all that coming up, and she broke off the engagement and then separated, living with him and all of that. And her therapist at the time, with meaning good intention, said, you're depressed, here, take a pill. And Christy said, no, I'm sad because I just broke up with my fiancé. I'm not going to take a pill. That's not going to help. So being a diagnosed of here, this thing is going on in your life. Take a pill. And I got, she didn't even try to process it. I've got it. Mm -hmm. But the diagnosis of now you're taking a pill. Now you have what? Depression. Well, depression is a suppression of sadness. Just like anxiety is a suppression, or let's say it in a different way, an over-amplification of an emotion that has not been expressed, such as fear or worry. Oh, wow. Well, thank you again for another beautiful explanation. You know, I'm not trying to be super heavy here. I'm just so, so interested in these things. And talking about healing and that type of thing, as you may or may not know, I'm an administrator for a Power of Eight Facebook group, uh, with uh, which is about all about healing. Eight or more people come together and focus on healing an individual via intentions and thoughts and prayers and energies. Um so so when people do this, when they come together in the power of eight, is that a viable way to, to do that? Um, I mean, there's the field of energy. And when we all, even if it's virtually, we come together and focus on a person, place, or thing, this, it seems to me there's great power there to heal. Well, there is. Anytime you can have one or two or eight, they all have a different type of configuration. And yes, you are having the ability to have light workers, workers that are here, dedicated. You know that you are here to spread light. And when you know that and you can come together with other light workers, where they say even it is true, this is a true, where two or more are gathered and focused with their intent together on a common goal to be able to have call of creation and all of your energies as a human being, because you need both in order to create in the physical world, to have both of you synergize and on what you want. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. You guys just, wow, you're pretty good teachers. I think you have a future in this. You think? We think that things will get the job. They're going to allow us to continue. We hope so, because we quite enjoy it. I, thank, I, thank you, dear one. Uh, well, you know, the woman you're speaking through right now, Christy Whitman, is one of the world's best teachers of the law of attraction. So it's only appropriate that I ask, what are the key elements people that that most people are missing when they're trying successfully to co-create with the law of attraction to manifest that which they desire. They don't master their own energy, dear one. And what we mean by that is if you have split energy on something, to, to manage that split energy, to pause in split energy. What do we mean by split energy? You are focused on something, you desire something, you're moving in a direction, and then all of a sudden you feel a worry or you feel because you're clean and you're clear, you're not just worrying all the time. You've asked, you're mastering your own energy. You're mastering the undercurrents of emotions such as you've cleared them out of the pipe, so to speak, of fear and anger and all of the pain points, all of that lower level energy, the consciousness of drama and struggle and fight against and competition and compare and all of that. 
when that is in the, the bucket of lack and all of that, none of that feels good. So when you are feeling your way into a diversion from feeling good or what you want or what your focus is, that diversion, you are able to unhook from it. Thank all of the contrast. It's like saying goodbye to all that you learned to this point, not forgetting about it, but everything that you learned or the people that you knew to this point, give all of them gratitude because there wouldn't be a this point. And so all of the old energy, all of the split energy, but when you have that moment of feeling that something is pulling you in that direction, pulling you down, pulling you away from your alignment, when you feel that you have got a sabotager inside of you, or that you naturally, why do I keep getting to this place? And then I get to a level of success and then someone comes for me or someone comes at me or whatever your beliefs are that I, I can't be rich and successful and spiritual at the same time. We're reading some of your minds or I, I really can't be in my own independence and have a partner. So I'd rather be by myself. These are all and no judgment on any of them. But all of them, when you are saying, I want to have connection, but I want to be by myself, they're split energy. When you're saying, you know, I, I, I don't think smoking weed is bad, but then you feel guilty in doing it. That's the split energy. When you, when, when you are in a place of wanting to release a relationship and you're staying in it because you said, I, I'm going to stay here forever. That was the vow until the day I die, like that meatloaf song. So <laughs> now I'm praying for the end of time. So I don't have to spend it anymore with you. When you're in that place of their split energy there, tend to the split energy. Doesn't mean leave the marriage. It doesn't mean stop smoking or smoking. It doesn't, there's not about the decision. It's about the energy and clear the energy, align the energy, release the fear, release the anger, release that pull that is bringing you out of alignment in intellect. Notice what the trigger is because that trigger, that pull has information for you. So you can process it, release it, come back into alignment and then live more of your life in joy with blips of contrast to then very much so take care of yourself like Christy did yesterday. Contrast, took care of herself, processed her energy, and here she is in light service again today. I love that. that I love that. Well, um, I'm going to ask one final question before we uh, bring Christy back here. Is it possible that uh, a person, and I'm thinking myself, I mean, I have a, one or two things in my life where I just can't seem to get over a limiting belief. And is it possible that um, it's it goes deeply into the Akashic records of our, of our past life and, and generations? And can we clean out those Akashic records? Well, let's say this. Yes, there's beliefs that all of that is there. And yes, there is more to it. But it, it all starts with your own understanding that there is the blueprint, even beyond Akashic Records and all of that, the blueprint, the divine design of you being in well-being and abundance and success and loving and supportive relationships Having that as the basis, you can always return back there. So sometimes people will, and, and we're not saying that past lives do not exist. That is not what we're saying. They do, and your soul transitions from different lifetimes. And, and it's, part, it's not Carl Gruber. He goes here. He goes there. He goes there. It's, it's the soul self. It's the energetic self. Ooh, see him as Rocky. See him as Cleopatra. In all different configurations, your consciousness is like a big soup of energy goes into those lifetimes. However, the understanding, a lot of times, a lot of you in personal development and spirituality, you're so smart and you know so much. 
that you want to say, well, you know, maybe that's just not meant to be because it's not in my Akasha or maybe I it needed to be changed in the Akashic records and I don't know anybody to do that. Or maybe it's because of a past life and I don't know anybody that can, wherever you feel like a victim or wherever you feel powerless or wherever you are using anything, even a spiritual something like an Akashic record or a block or a, uh, a past lifetime or something that is not in your power right now, it is a limitation. And that limitation is in the present moment here now. And you, with your co-creative divine light partner, you get to decide what energy flows through you right now. So if it is in the Akasha, if it is in your past life and you feel something pulling you, unhook it. Mm. It's like being in line at the movie theaters where they have those velvet ropes and then they unhook it and the line changes. Change the configuration. Unhook it. Tell your story walking. Allow yourself to draw back all of your power and energy from all of those times that you felt it was real. There was something. Well, now that you felt it and now that you know things, allow from all different dimensions and all different time and space, allow all of your power to be pulled back to you into your power center. And right here, right now, where all of your power lies, because this is the moment where your energy, where you are breathing, claim that new quality, claim that way of being, unhook, cut the cord, take your, when you physically take your hand and cut the cord like that, or unhook, take that hook out of that movie theater line, and you allow yourself, it's like bridging up that old energy, allow yourself to come into a space of compassion for yourself, for all of those moments that you struggled, all of those moments that you really bought into the struggle and let yourself just feel that compassion, like putting a reset button. And once you do that, then from all of those years of not getting what you wanted, of all of those years of feeling frustrated, of doing everything and feeling like, where's my stuff? All of those years, what would you want to feel as 180 degree polar opposite different? What would that be instead? Flow, freedom, ease, passion. You call it, you declare it, you bring it in, you ask for it, and then let yourself be filled with it. Fill it up into your energy container. Let the consciousness, your consciousness is what you say. Watchyourwords.com, go there because that will tell you what to say or not to say, why to say it, because words have power. Words come from thoughts and thoughts create beliefs and those beliefs create pictures and those pictures will coalesce into a creation if you hold them and you focus on them and you worry. Fortunately, the divine in great wisdom and creating and the different levels and layers of what creation is in the physical world, there is a, mm, a protective layer or a, a fail-safe fail type of thing that lower level energy is far less powerful than a higher energy. So even though the negative thoughts and all of that, it doesn't create much, thank goodness, because what it will create after you cut off from it is more velocity for higher energy, which is creative. Wow. This is just phenomenal, phenomenal wisdom of the infinite and i thank you I, I honor you for that explanation it really really helps me but i know that all of our listeners and viewers here it's going to go far beyond what what i can even understand so many people are going to be helped from what you just said thank you counsel thank you it, it is our deepest pleasure and it is our deepest honor to be with all of you it is us that is honored because it is all of you 
that are on the leading edge. It is all of you that are playing the game right now. We would just like to say to all of you, try to enjoy it. Try to have some fun. And remember that you are infinitely loved. Be well. Well said. I'm back. I just am taking a moment to come back fully. So I just always allow myself to fill up with light and I welcome all of you. Whoever is listening to just allow yourself to fill up with your own version of light, letting yourself just ground and where I come back into my body. Ooh, that's groovy seeing that in the background after I come back from channeling. Oh, <laughs> you got the cosmos. <laughs> well, you just came back from a trip. So. I certainly did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I asked some pretty deep questions and, and I really appreciate what, what they answered. Uh, and uh, Christy, thank you. Thank you for, for doing this today. I always love talking to Christy Whitman. You are you're one of my heroes and I appreciate it. And thank you for being on World Awakenings today. I love you, Carl. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate you too. It's amazing to watch your success and I'm just so thrilled for you. And it's an honor to be with you. Thanks, everybody. This has been another episode of World Awakenings, the fast track to enlightenment with host Carl Gruber, a certified law of attraction life coach. We welcome you to tune in to each and every episode of World Awakenings as we open your mind, your heart, and your eyes to the fact that the world's population is now more than ever awakening to the truth of all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening, and just how much they play an all-important role in our moment-to-moment daily life. Much love and light to you, my friend, and thank you for tuning in to World Awakenings. Mm-hmm.